Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. In a vision, I saw the resurrected Jesus, his face, his glory, his eyes, his love. On his left cheek was a tear. I sense a depth to that tear that I needed to know and understand. I asked God our Father in heaven, what does this mean? His response was clear. Go to the context of the scripture that states, Jesus wept. So today, as we surrender what we think the vision and the text means, let us go on a journey together and hear what God is saying to us through the scriptures. It was winter. Just recently, it was festival time. Jesus walked in the temple, and certain Jews surrounded him. They challenged him. Are you the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One? Jesus' response to them was centred around their choice. They refused to accept and believe that he is the One. The One who was promised would come from their own tribe, sent from God the Father in heaven, into our world that is damaged by evil, to bring healing and salvation. The Jews that surrounded Jesus refused to believe and receive that he is the one. They would not follow him. In fact, they decided that they must get rid of him, tried to catch him out in breaking their laws. However, even though they sought to kill him, Jesus continues to reveal the heart of God the Father in heaven to them. For it was for this very reason that he came. It is God's desire that no one should perish, and that throughout the ages all will come to him, where each one is given equal opportunity to make an informed choice, to either choose to receive salvation, healing and eternal life from him, and to be together with him for all eternity, where he makes his home in us and us with him, or to choose to reject Jesus and his free gift of salvation, healing, and eternal life. As a result, remain trapped in the destructive forces of evil and selfish desires, destined for an eternal darkness. Jesus, knowing the unbelief of the Jews who surrounded him, urges them to choose to believe in the works that he does, as he does the works of God. The works of God are to reveal God's glory to them, for their benefit, so that they may know and believe in God the Father and Jesus the Son whom he sent. It is through the defeat of death and healing that the Son of God is glorified. As Jesus declares, the Father is in the Son, and the Son is in the Father. The two are one. 
Now God does not need the glory, for he is God and has no need of anything. He is glorious and the only one worthy of worship, whether we glorify him or not. But God knows that we need to see his glory, to believe and receive. And the good news is that God is greater than any unbelief, and he does everything for us to be able to believe and receive. In response, the Jews that surrounded Jesus still sought to seize him and kill him. Yet he walked from out of their hands and left Judea. While Jesus was staying in a place beyond Jordan, many believed in him. It was in this place that a messenger came to him and told him that his friend Lazarus was sick. Jesus loved Lazarus. He loved his sisters. In fact, the messenger was sent by Lazarus' sisters to him. They were asking Jesus to come to them quickly, for their brother was very sick. They lived in Judea, the place where the Jews who surrounded Jesus sought to stone him. Jesus said Lazarus' sickness was not unto death. And through the healing of Lazarus, the glory of God in Jesus would be revealed, so that they may believe in him. Knowing this, Jesus stayed beyond the Jordan another two days. Many believed in him there and testified to others that everything John the Baptist had said about him was true. However, after two days had passed, Jesus said to his disciples, Let us now go to Lazarus, for he is dead. How can this be? The disciples must have reasoned. Lazarus's death seemed to contradict what Jesus had said just two days before. His words, they remembered. Lazarus's sickness was not under death, yet now Jesus tells them, Lazarus is dead. So in amongst confusion and chaos, uncertainty and unbelief of the people, Jesus, along with his disciples, travels to Judea, to Lazarus. So let's pick up the story. John chapter 11, verses 17 to 33. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, and many of the Jews had joined the woman around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, 
God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. And when she had said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not come into the town, but was in the place where Martha had met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, She is going to the tomb to weep there. Then, when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Jesus was very deeply troubled, even angry at the unbelief that had so gripped God's people and humanity. He groaned in the spirit, and that is a very deeply felt response. God's heart groans for the world which he created, for he created it perfect, pure and full of life, and with all his love and goodness. It had now become a world at war within itself, each other, and even against its own creator. Yet God, in his great love, stepped down into our darkness so that we can believe and receive salvation, healing, and deliverance. If only we would choose him. He came to declare the good news of God and his kingdom to heal the brokenhearted, bring freedom to the captives, liberty to the oppressed, equality to the injustices of this world damaged by evil. It is God in Jesus the Son who has come to be the sacrifice for us, so that we can believe and receive eternal life, freedom and honour, to receive and live in the fullness of his kingdom. Jesus was so deeply troubled and angry, yet does not attribute any blame, shame or guilt upon us. Even though it is humanity who gave power to evil, death and our selfish desires, 
in amongst humanity's unbelief, death and grief. Jesus was filled with compassion for the people and outraged at the injustice and the destructive forces of evil, death and our selfish desires. Yes, Jesus wept. He reaches down into our unbelief, fear of death and grief, and reveals that God is greater. Even those who confront him and demand a sign from God, he reaches out to them and he becomes the sign. The Jews who gathered around reasoned that if he is the Son of God, surely he could stop Lazarus from dying. They continue to sow doubts and unbelief into the grieving, vulnerable hearts of those who have received him. As a result of this, again Jesus groans deeply within himself. Let us continue. John chapter 11, verses 39 to 45. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now, when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen these things Jesus did, believed in him. Jesus' public prayer, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me, was for the benefit of those around him. Jesus draws everyone into the intimacy he has with the Father, so all who are willing can come and have that same intimacy and depth of relationship with God the Father, an intimacy of selfless love that is beyond human reasoning. The selfless love relationship of God the Father and God the Son is open for all to see and invited to enter in. God has done everything to remove all blockages that pride, evil and unbelief had created. All blockages that try to prevent us from making an informed choice to choose to believe and receive. 
The Son does nothing by himself, as the Father and the Son are one. Jesus' nutrients or sustenance is to do the will of the Father. He was surrendered. He surrendered his human will to that of the Father's will. And the Father has given everything of himself, and it pleased him to have all the glory of the Godhead revealed in Jesus the Son. The two are in a perfect, selfless love relationship that is only of God. It is into this relationship that he invites us in. Jesus continues, Because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. So at the command of the one who spoke light into darkness, life enters the dead body of Lazarus. This is the prelude to the ultimate sign and victory over death in Jesus' death, resurrection and ascension and his return and when we receive our future inheritance of eternal life in him. The signs and the wonders that Jesus did revealed the glory of the one who had come from the heart of the Father, full of grace and truth. Humanity in unbelief sees the signs and wonders so that they may choose to believe and receive. Those who choose to believe and receive Jesus see and become his glory. This is a work of God. This is a work of his spirit from the heart of God the Father through Jesus the Son. God revealed his glory in so many different ways so that we may believe and receive. To the ones who demanded a sign, he became that sign. In amongst their unbelief, seeing the trauma and the suffering that it brings, he reveals that God is greater. He holds the power of life and death in his hands and has done everything for us to believe and receive. To all humanity, God satisfied the demands of our selfish desires by becoming that sacrifice. For we demanded that someone has to pay. And the Son of God, God himself, became that someone. He stepped down into our darkness and shone his glorious light. Yes, Jesus wept, and he has done everything for us to believe and receive. Our role is to simply to say yes to Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered and transformed in Jesus' name.